Let us pray. Lord, open our hearts and open our minds to hear and perceive your word this day. In the name of Christ, amen. So during this past week, someone checked with me that the gospel reading they had for today was the correct one. Yes, you can guess, it was Jane, and I did have permission to say that. (laughs) On my reply that it was the right reading, her response was something a bit like, oh, and ugh. I really don't like that one, she said. It's not nice having to say setting a man against his father or a daughter against his mother. I don't really want to say it. And, but of course, she did say it because she's good like that. Yes, the lectionary sometimes does give us difficult passages And I'm thankful for that, otherwise we'd probably only pick the nice passages that we understand and make us feel comfortable. But, you know, this wouldn't be a good thing for obvious reasons. So let us unpick what exactly is going on here in this passage by looking at the whole picture instead of just focusing on these few lines. Here, Matthew is continuing his discourse on mission, and his audience are the Jews and the Gentiles who are still learning about who Christ is and what it means to live a life in faith. The passage is a mixture of warnings and encouragements, warnings about how being a follower of Christ will inevitably lead to persecution and hardship. Jesus says, we will suffer the same way as he did, as a disciple is not above his teacher, nor a slave above his master. Remember how Jesus was accused of being in league with the devil, Beelzebul. Jesus says, as he is the head of the household, the church, If he can be accused of that, then don't be surprised how much more they will accuse you of. He continues to tell his disciples to not be afraid, to not fear the personal threats or difficult trials, because God is aware of everything that happens to him, them. And they are, we, more valuable to God than sparrows, and that every single hair on our heads is accounted for, even when we did have hair. Because these are little things that no one really pays attention to, why, that is why he uses these mundane little things as examples. Just as nothing is too great for God, so nothing is too small for him to care about. God knows us inside and out, and although we may fear to disclose our innermost private thoughts and words, 
Jesus already knows. With Jesus, everything yet, everything done in secret is known and will come into the light. So we need not fear confessing to Jesus even our darkest secrets because he already knows them and is waiting to hear us and to lovingly heal us. So if God cares for us so much, why is Jesus saying he has come to set a man against his father or a daughter against his mother? What about those commandments about honouring thy mother and thy father? What has happened here? Well, Jesus already spoke about the religious people accusing him of being in league with the devil, the same people who say they believe in God, as they were angry with him for showing a new way of following God. So members of families so as hmm, the same people who say they believe in God, as they were angry with him for showing a new way of following God, so members of families may become uneasy with those who follow Christ. Jesus is not encouraging disobedience to parents or conflict at home, but rather showing that his presence demands a decision a decision to either follow him or not, to be rescued or not. Sadly, there are some who just don't see the need to be rescued and will criticise others for their faith. Either way, the decision made will cause some kind of conflict to arise because when we take up our cross and follow him, our different values Morals and goals set us apart from others. We are called to bear conflict with patience and perseverance in our loyalty to Christ. To have a resolute determination to follow the Lord of life as God bears us through the worst times. So when conflict arises, we are assured that God is with us caring for us. Despite our struggles, we are called to continually serve others out of the love for Jesus with the same generosity as God has shown us. This means, yes, we are to love our families, even if they disagree with our faith. However, we are not to love them above Jesus as God is our top priority. This means working out that fine balance between serving God and the needs of our families. We should never neglect our families, but there is a need to be mindful that even this love can be self-serving and used as an excuse not to serve God or to do his work. However, it is highly unlikely that loving God, family and friends will come into conflict. So this, mass, this passage from Matthew continues his discourse on mission by alternating between warnings about not following God 
an encouragement showing how God cares for us. The passage from Romans supports this idea by offering reassurance that in both in and beyond this mortal life, God has provided for us. Today, the message they give is that those who live with integrity, despite what the world says about them, will be vindicated. So this message goes far beyond the simple, God will look after you, as letting go of earthly rewards of power, popularity, financial security, will reveal them as empty compared to the fullness of living in Christ and the inheritance of eternal life. This passage at first seemed difficult and not nice, but in fact, it is a profound statement that we are serving God that is stronger than the strongest opponent we will ever meet. That he knows us individually Every moment of our lives is looked after. He is there for us, and we are are only to call his name. In the name of Christ, amen.